Bet365 sponsors Why Always Us, the Manchester City podcast brought to you by The Athletic, and they feature over 300,000 sporting events on their betting app. It's got everything you need to bet on sport. The domestic season returns next weekend with the Community Shield, and Bet365 are offering a wide range of markets, including first, last, or anytime goal scorers. With over 45 million members, it's the world's favourite online betting company. With the Bet365 Bet Builder, you can combine match results, players to score, number of goals and more to create your own personalised bet. And if you can't watch the games live with Bet365's Match Live feature, you can follow every moment through live graphics and text. Bet365 is the world's favourite online sport betting company. The app can be downloaded from Google Play and Apple App Store. Over 18s only, please gamble responsibly. We're now well into the transfer season with silly season on the horizon, all because the football season is done and dusted. The closed season is a matter of weeks this year, so the focus is on City getting their squad freshened up in all the right places. And the focus for us today is how they'll do it and how we find out about them doing it. You're listening to Why Always Us, a Manchester City podcast brought to you by The Athletic. I'm David Mooney. I'm joined as ever by Sam Lee. Hello. And uh, right now we're offering the listeners of this show the opportunity to try out The Athletic for free. You can enjoy all of the great writing on Manchester City, including Sam's recent article titled The Genius of David Silver. Go to theathletic.com forward slash mancitypod to sign up for a 30-day free trial. That's theathletic.com forward slash mancitypod. And Sam, I, I, I guess, like my hunch is that it's almost like you're running out of things to say about David Silver now. Yeah, which is fortunate because I don't have to say anything about him ever again. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. I, I suppose, I suppose it was. I mean, I, I see now why most of the the other football media kind of did their David Silver pieces after the Norwich game. Yeah. Um, but at the time, I was like, well, it's not actually his last game. And to be fair, look, if the Champions League had gone differently for City, then it would have been a much better time to do it. But the way that the the game against Leon went, it was like, how how and when do you kind of say? Well, here's our big article on David Silver. This is how good he is. But the um, thing is, the, with the way the Leon game went, it was almost like a nice pick-me-up. Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, we probably could have got it out a bit sooner in the week. But, um, you know, a quiet weekend at this point, it seems like a, a good time to do it. So, yeah, um, I mean, I kind of put it on the, the the debate. I think, to be honest, I shouldn't read too much into the debate around him getting a statue because if any club does anything, then fans of other clubs on Twitter are going to moan about it or take the piss or whatever. So that's what's happened. But I don't think anybody at City would say he doesn't deserve a statue. But then I've just got into it and kind of tried to try to explain in my own way, because I always go back to how Jack Pitbrook did it on a podcast we did about David Silver a couple of months ago. Um, he did it brilliantly, but I tried to explain in my own way how maybe he doesn't get the credit he deserves and it's all the kind of unseen stuff or the stuff you don't really realise unless you play top-level football. And for that, you know, I kind of relied on stories from people who have played top-level football and, and yeah, input from people around City in, at different um, times of, you know, da- of David Silver's time at City. So, yeah, it was, it, was a, it, was a, it was a good piece to put together. It had been one I'd kind of had at the back of my mind all season, really. Whenever I spoke to people, I tried to get something on... David Silver, and then it just came to pulling it together. But like in weird circumstances, like I say, because it wasn't like a, it wasn't like it it wasn't the best kind of exit, was it? And and again with no fans as well. Like he will, he will be back, and the testimonial that he'll have, I would imagine, would be even more better and even more special than Companies was. 
Yeah, just I mean, purely just because of the situation. I mean, I I, I hate to kind of pose this question of you because it's it's such a, a, a difficult question to answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, did you manage to get to the bottom of what made him so good? Because I've never been able to explain it. Um. Yeah, well, I mean, I've certainly had a good go, but I think so. Like just those different aspects of his game, and I've referenced like the article I did on the palza, you know, the Spanish term for you know just using the ball at the right time and in the right way and, and all of that kind of stuff. Um, Dominic Torrent spoke a bit about that, um, but also tried to explain that, you know, it's not just that there's other elements to his game. Spoke to Jolien Lescott about in terms of the way he uses the ball, the way he drops the shoulder to get out of, um, out of problems and how he said he'd spoken to Steven Gerrard and Gerrard was like, I've never seen anything like it, that kind of stuff. Um, um, Neda Manua on like, retelling the story that Joe Hart had told him about, you know how Silver would kind of be more interested after the game if you'd made if you'd made a tackle or or made, uh, you know won a header the stuff that people don't expect because I think the way I've read that is Silver's so good at all that stuff all you know all the the passes and the assists and using the ball intelligently that's kind of he takes that as red but he really enjoys the other side of the game and then that kind of takes us on to you know just the attitude and the kind of approach and focus you need to have to stay at a club abroad for 10 years and become a legend there like so yeah i mean yeah i hope i've i hope i've nailed it but um, i think jpb will be having another go soon as well because of course david silver is going to be in the top 60 premier league players of all time so spoilers (laughs) well not really if he hadn't been exactly yeah um so i'm I'm, jpb will probably have another go as well but between the two of us i'm sure we'll get there and hopefully we were trying to do it differently actually i was trying to do it in a different way um but um yeah there might be a bit of a crossover actually but um hopefully the result is two really good articles on on david silver well i i can't i um, i can't get enough of reading about him so even if there is crossover i honestly don't care um mm. if you'd like to read that and you'd uh, like to read uh, jpb's article coming up as well uh, then have a look at the athletic.com forward slash man city pod you can sign up for a 30-day free trial now on to uh, we're, we're going to talk today, Sam, about uh, transfers and transfer business and and the, sto- the the work that goes into the stories specifically around City for for transfer stories. Mm. Um, because I, it, it occurred to me the other day that I I don't remember a summer in in certainly in the last kind of five or six summers where we didn't have any idea who City were going to sign. There was always something coming out. And, you know, when I was younger, and I, I guess it's maybe it's because City were not the size of club that they are now, or they were they were the sleeping giant, so-called, that we, we didn't know who City were going to sign. And then it'd just be, bang, there they are, announcement with the photograph sort of thing in the, in mm. the back of the paper. Um, is that a consequence of City now being one of the major players in, in football? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, but, I mean, to be fair, they keep it under wraps pretty well. Um I mean, you'll probably have noticed that a lot of it comes out of Italy. You know, if they're signing a player from Italy, um, the, well, the problem with that is there's a lot of nonsense that comes out as well um, and a lot of stuff you can't take seriously. But then there will be a lot of you know, de- like daily updates now. And it's not just like media reports, but obviously if you follow the City aggregators on Twitter, then there'll be like three or four Kula Valley updates like every day at this point of the season, this part of the summer. So... Yeah, I think it is, and obviously because they're they're doing business with high profile clubs and high profile agents, these things tend to come out. But from the city end, it's a pretty um, tightly run ship, to be fair. Um, if they were doing between two English clubs, yeah, it wouldn't be so easy. I was going to say, from your point of view, how how do you get that that information then? Because if if it's not coming out of city and it's coming out of Italy, then you're obviously you're not based in Italy; you're based in Manchester. So what 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 goes on? 
I've got a good example, and it might be it's probably a name that people want to know about at the moment. And if I talk through the whole thing, it might be quite long, but I think it's going to touch on basically every question that people would have and possibly even questions that you have as well. So everyone at the moment seems to want City to sign Hossem Awar from, from Leon, And none of the English journalists are reporting on it because the English journalists, including myself, have been told that it's not going to happen. Um, but there's a load of reports overseas that City are interested. In fact, the, the strangest thing about this is there's not so much reports overseas driving this one. It's not like an Italian media situation. It's the fact that there's a load of, I suppose you call them ITKs, you know, the old in the nose on, on forums and Twitter <laughs> and stuff. And, and people, people saying, you know, I know so-and-so who's this and that. But there's quite a few people around City saying, oh, yeah, the Hossam deal is, you know, it's been sorted out for a long time and it's going to be announced after the Champions League. Um, well, I guess, you know, both both teams have been out of it for a few days now. So if that is true, then we'll soon see. Um, but this is a really interesting one for me because I was... So, in, yeah, in terms of covering it, it's not a situation for me where, because I'd like to say I get good transfer information. I'm never going to get all of it. Nobody is ever going to get all of it. Um, and I suppose not all of it will end up panning I out. Th- the way I was going to say, yeah, people. not not sometimes it's it's good information, but it, it doesn't pan out as as all parties expect. I mean, the one that yeah. always sticks out for me was Danny Alves. That looked done and dusted, and then it didn't happen. Yeah, and I suppose the David Silva one for Real Sociedad. He was going to go Lazio. Um, I'm glad I didn't get involved with that one. Um, because that one was that was the same as Danny Alves, really. Um, but again, what I was going to say was it's more it's more about how you write those ones, and it's not in terms of you know playing it safe, but it's just being responsible with it and saying you know this is you know this is the plan. They you know this is the deal to sign him. They they're expecting to sign him, but you know at no point do you ever say it's actually done because until it's um, closed and signed and he's holding up a shirt and all that kind of stuff, it isn't. But um, yeah, that that kind of stuff happens. So, but the thing with Awa is. It's not a case for me of being able to go to my sources and every time and say, what's going on with this guy? What's going on with that guy? It's more kind of, it just kind of comes and goes. And something like you might not hear anything for a couple of weeks and then you'll have a conversation and you'll you'll get filled in on the latest plans regarding three or four positions or players or whatever. And then you got you got loads to go on then. Um, so with Alwa, I suppose the best way to start is I there's people in France I know who I could go and speak to because there's so much momentum behind it from people around City and people who you know or claim to have, and I'm not speaking about anyone in particular here, but just this is how it seems to be. I haven't really got specific names in my head, but people always seem to know somebody at the club or or you know sometimes who these people are and you know who they know. Um, there's enough momentum behind it from the Manchester end to suggest that there's something worth looking at, but all my information is that there's nothing worth looking at, but you've always kind of got to be open to the possibility. Um, so I, there's people in France I know I could go and speak to and get their thoughts on it. They could speak to Awa's people um, or they could speak to people at Lyon, but I'm not going to do that. And that's because I don't know if I can trust that. Like it, they could tell me that it's going to happen. They could tell me a fee. They could tell me uh, a wage offer. But I I don't know at this point in the summer if it's true. It's not is, somebody I've dealt with before. I'd say is that is that just because it, you're kind of another step removed from the story? Um, like it, because it's not, it's not coming from one of your sources. It's coming yeah. from one of your sources' sources. Um, yeah, so, well, no, not necessarily, not necessarily. But it's more because it's not coming from one of the people I trust, and it and it comes down to trust, especially at this time of year. Um, 
and the good the good thing about Alwar is it it ties back to my experiences with Bruno Fernandez, which I've talked about before, and I'll, I'll talk about it again. But it's very similar, very similar in that there was very similar people at City and around City and forums and Twitter and you know people sending me messages and stuff saying I've heard this about Bruno Fernandez and um, and it's the same with Alwar now. But the mistake I made last summer, I guess, with Bruno Fernandez was. Um, I was trying to stand it up with City, first of all, because sometimes if you don't know, well, actually, I've spoken to my better sources, and we'll go back to this whole trust and sources thing in a minute, um, but I'd spoken to my better sources. And to be fair, I think the main guy said, I think he said he, he didn't know, or like, oh, yeah, maybe if that happens, then they would look for him. But he wasn't, he wasn't sure. To be fair, the other guy I speak to a lot, I remember he said, he goes, no, nah, there's there's nothing in it. Um, they're speaking to Sporting about like a youth partnership, like a, a like like a link up for loaning players or whatever, and that's it. And I was like, right, okay. And I I'd spoke to that week, I think it was somebody I knew in Portugal who I know is like involved with Benfica and basically every, every kind of pie you could want in Portugal. He's got his finger in. So I spoke to him, and he was like, no, I've not really heard anything. So I left it. And then there was just. Every day in the Portuguese press as well, every day in the front pages, because they've got their football newspapers every day. So on the front pages, it was Bruno Fernandes to Man City. And then, so you've got that. I was asking City as well, because normally what City do, and this is another interesting thing that obviously this is a good example of. Um, normally, if City are being used by an agent or a club, you might remember a couple of years ago, they were being linked to Pjanic quite a lot after they missed out on Jorginho, I think it was. I think it was that summer. Um, and they just came out and told the journalists, well, we don't want Pjanic. So me and everybody else who covers City regularly just said, well, they don't want Pjanic and that's it. And it, there might have been Tiago as well that summer. Um, but still in Italy, everyone was saying City want Pjanic and it just wasn't the case at all. Um, so City are normally quite good with that. So I asked, I went, what's going on with Bruno Fernandes? He was like, we're not not saying anything till the end of the season because City was still in, had the FA Cup final to, to come up. And I think to be fair, they, they would have still had the Premier League and obviously that was up in the air. So I've kind of got like a tier system, I guess, is the best way of putting yeah. it. Because like on Reddit and I guess other stuff, there's journalists get put into tiers. And I think it's pretty unfair. And sometimes it's like, why is that guy in there? Or why is that guy <laughs> that low? Or why is that guy that high? It's a bit weird. But don't, I mean, don't open that Pandora's box, Sam. Don't open no, it. No, no, I know. But I know that I know that that's basically how journalists are generally regarded now. There's tiers, and I believe it started on Reddit. Um and obviously the tier one will be the most reliable and then tier two is somewhat reliable and then tier three and, and so on and so on. Um, and that can be individuals or it could be... Um, agencies. Or, agencies or yeah. it could be like, yeah, whole newspapers or whatever. Or then you might have somebody who's reliable but works for an unreliable paper or something. They're in different tiers. All kind of stuff like that. So I suppose the best way to explain it is, I suppose I've got similar. So I've got, a, I don't know, two or three in the top one where if they say something, as far as I know... As far as I, as far as I'm concerned, that's that's true. That's fine. Um, obviously, if it's something like outlandish, you might be like, "What?" and you check it out with something else. But generally, you know, if you if it's the same kind of questions and topics, it's like, "Okay, great." And that you know, be the reasons for Guardiola's coaching decisions, and you know, the, the, the transfers or the kind of positions they want to go after, new contracts, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I was, I was going to say, there's not really anybody in tier two because in tier two would be reliable a lot of the time but they're not but that wouldn't be the case because you either trust them or you don't so i'm thinking there's probably one or two in tier two where it's like what they do tell me is accurate so it's still about reliability and it's still about trust but it won't be everything it's good for little nuggets of information but it won't be 
oh, yeah, this guy's going to sign a new contract or City want to sign this position and this position. It's like little nuggets. And then you get to like three or four, and this is the people who kind of message me quite a lot, but I've not n- necessarily been able to kind of stand down watch what up. they yeah. said yeah, and say, well, that's definitely true. Um, so it's like, you listen to it, but you'd never, like if they came and said, oh, this is what's happening, I'd never go and publish it the next day like without obviously checking it with somebody higher up the tier list, I guess. So I'd done the, that week where the Bruno Fernandes stuff was kicking off and I'd ask my bet, better sources and I'd ask City and they were like, no comment. Yeah, so this is like your tier one sources and, and City are both kind of, there's there's no agreement there, is there? No, exactly. And like, there was no, well, this is it. Like in terms of a red flag that I probably missed at the time, and maybe it was a bit later in the process, but when I spoke to one of the guys and he said, no, there's nothing doing, it's more this link-up partnership that they're talking about. I probably didn't pay that enough respect. I was probably too convinced with the endless stream of of, of stories and people messaging me and seeing stuff, you know, that people would be posting on forums or whatever. And you, I'm sure people will know this, but, you know, the context now, it's that drip, drip, drip every day, you know, three or four updates from different papers in certain countries about it. So I asked the guy in Portugal again, and he was like, I've not heard anything yet, but I'll go away and find out. I think this was like a Friday. And I remember I was it was a Sunday and I was out and he rang me back and he gave me a load of information. And it was like, this is this is information that it sounds very specific, you know, in terms of the players being involved in swap deals and, you know, meetings that were held and conversations that were had. And I was like, right, so I've got this and that sounds very good. And I've got a few other people saying things you know, it's not one source, but it kind of, if you're half sure about five people, then it kind of adds up to a source. You know what I mean? And I probably, yeah. I probably wasn't as thorough as I should have been. And it's, I'm, I'm admitting it now because I suppose life's a journey, I guess, and everyone improves. And we'll go back to our wire in a bit. And then I think I, I think I asked City again. I think I was like, I'm going to do this story on Bruno Fernandez. Um, and they said, well, no comment. We're not coming until the end of the season. And normally you would think, if it's got to the stage where somebody who covers the club regularly is going to do a story that's wrong. And normally they'd, they'd be happy to tell you it's wrong, even if it's right. Um, and they said no comment again. So I was like, I was like, right, well, I'm I'm pretty sure on this, so we're going to do it. And then like, I don't know, but like two or three days later, City messes everyone saying, we don't want Bruno Fernandes, it's not happening. <laughs> I was like, I'd st- I mean, I still, I never actually checked with the better sources, if they did actually want him in the end and they changed their mind or whatever. But I just think it was one of those where I paid too much attention to the the drip, drip, drip of you know questions and, and statements of fact and this kind of stuff. And, you know, to be fair, the, there was the big main source of somebody who had gone and he told me who he'd spoken to exactly. Um, and, it, and it all sounded very convincing. So, you know, there was a big source there. It wasn't just, I just eventually decided to rip off something else. There was a big source there and there was the lack of comment from City. There was no, you know, guidance. Normally you would get a guidance on something yeah. like that. So, yeah, in the end I did it. But then I was like, right, well, probably ignored that red flag in terms of one of my better sources saying, forget it, there's only something else. Um, yeah, the, the youth set up. So now we've got to this stage um, so, and I'm not going to go to people in France because I just don't know if it's true or not. They could come back and say, and to be honest, it's not a, the fact that it's one step removed because I know this person very well and they would accurately tell me what they've been told and they've got a good relationship with these people. So if it was another time of the year, I could maybe use it for background and be a bit more like, oh, okay. But with the kind of rush now, and I suppose kind of got to be on your toes a bit it's a bit like pubs now that are open during lockdown that are only letting regulars in 
it's yeah. like that it's like that time is like if it's not come from people i know and trust already then i'm just going to forget it um so i'm not even going to ask on our while because the information could come back that's you're going to make a bid and i wouldn't even know if i could trust it anyway there's nothing i could actually do with that yeah i think people would be interested in like the human element of it because whenever i speak to footballers and they talk about you know the side of the game that you take for granted because you don't know it um i think it's something that people don't really know about journalists obviously it's not like um you know you don't always have the same source for life you know that source could leave a club it hasn't actually happened to me but i'm a bit concerned when guardiola leaves that'll be a nice test um but yeah there'll be a you know the source might leave the club you might fall out with them um they might suddenly have to stop giving away the information yeah um, you might not be able to you know they might not be a family friend they might not be your best mate you might not be able to pop around their house you might not be able to speak to them every time you know what i mean you might send them a message and they might not reply it it, it kind of comes in drips and drabs and you and like in terms of the element of trust you kind of build it up over time and um what basically what i do now is if somebody tells me something i'll just leave it um and unless I can confirm it with somebody else, I'd rather leave it than gamble on it and be wrong because next time you've got a better idea if it's right, which yeah. is a bit annoying. So I, like with the Nathan, I, Nathan Ake thing, I was told about that. Um, to be fair, I know somebody else tweeted, they were told about it as well, but somebody messaged me out of the blue. He messaged, I don't know, at least two people who cover City out of the blue and said, it's agreed, I know so-and-so and he knows so-and-so at Bournemouth. And it's like, I've got no reason to disprove this, but I'm not gonna, I'm not going to put my neck on the line for a story that... You know, there was a story in the Guardian that City were going to sign Nathan Ake for thirty-five million, like a month before it happened, and that's not wrong in the end. But it's like I didn't want to do another story saying they're going to sign him for forty million, and then it drag on for another month and they sign him for forty-five. Yeah. So I was, I was like, I'm just not gonna, I'm not gonna bother. This podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, the experts in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. And Manscaped has just launched in the UK. We've gone years without using the right tools for the job, so you can be one of the first men in the country to experience Manscaped's life-changing products. Their third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce manscaping accidents, and the water-resistant technology also allows you to groom while you're in the shower. And we've got a special offer right now for all of you listening to this podcast. Get 20% off and free shipping by using the code EPL20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com by using the code EPL20. Happy shaving. It kind of all ties into this uh, th- this idea of a lot of fans, speaking from a fan's point of view, a lot of fans don't go for transfer news and don't go for, for, for you know the, the constant rumour mill because so much of it ends up being wrong or not accurate. Mm. And, you know, there's, there's that element of, you know, you as an individual journalist, you want to get your stories and have them, you know, first off, have them be quick and out there early and, and, and be one of the first with the information. But second off, be accurate with that information. And so like, what, what's the balancing act like there? Because obviously, if you get too many of those wrong, people go, I oh, get some wrong all the time. Yeah. And, and as well, even if you get, I don't know, I think my strike rate's pretty good, I think. But it's the ones you get wrong that haunt you. Um, and either haunt you in, in terms of your own mind and you, you, you don't let yourself forget them or other people don't. Um, but like, I don't count Danny Alves in that bracket. You know, people say, oh yeah, you're talking about Danny Alves and Alexis Sanchez the same summer. Well, this is incredibly arrogant, but I'll balance this out in a second. I was 100% right about both of those players all, <laughs> all fucking summer. Like, Alexis Sanchez, 
people were saying he was going to sign a new contract to Arsenal. People were saying he was going to go to Chelsea. Nobody was talking about Man City. Nobody was talking about Man City for months in this country anyway. Um, and I was like, they're, they're going to make him their top target. They're going to make an offer. It's going to be at the end of the transfer window. Um, he wants he wants to leave Arsenal. He's not going to sign a new contract. He wants to come to City. And in the end, that was right. And then even on, even on deadline day, we were like, there's a deal in place. Um, at like two in the afternoon, I think it was. We were like, there's a deal in place. Um, but Arsenal need to sign a replacement first. So we'll have to see what happens. And yeah, obviously he signed the contract with City in the end. So that, I don't count. Those ones were absolutely right. Those are an example of being right. Um, but I will be able to balance that out because people don't remember that I said in January 2018 that City was still looking at Johnny Evans. And they may well have been. But I don't know why. I mean, he may he, he was probably just the backup to Laporte. And I, clearly I didn't have the full story on that. Um, and again, I suppose another thing that was being wrong, but circumstances changed, was that previous summer in 2017, I was like, well, they're not, they're not going for Laporte this summer and they, they won't go from generally because he pissed off Cheeky big time by backing out the year before. Um, and the, the, the phrase I was given was like, Cheeky doesn't forgive. You know, if you piss off Cheeky, then that's it. But then when, I woke, up one, later, when yeah. I woke up morning, yeah, one morning in January and saw a story on my phone saying he's going to go uh, to City and then I checked out my best source and he came back and he was like, oh yeah, don't, I was like, I think I was saying, like, surely not, this isn't going to happen, is it? And he was like, oh yeah, don't rule it out. I was like, oh, for <laughs> so but it's like people don't remember those ones like those ones were wrong I suppose like, one of your questions was where does the balance go between getting it right and getting it out there um, and and sitting on it I suppose I'm lucky in a sense I, I can't ever rest on my laurels too much and I was annoyed at Ake and Torres which I'll, I'll talk about in a minute I think I've mentioned it already I was annoyed not to get those out first and I could have which is rare actually for me because I, I don't normally get stuff out first, but normally what I will say is if I say they are going to sign someone or I, if I say they are interested, they are interested. That's what I'd like to be. That's the position I hope I've I've come to be at now for yeah. five years into covering City. Um, but yeah, so I suppose I'm lucky in a way because I do have that reputation. Look, some people think I'm just an idiot, but I do have that reputation of being reliable. So I probably can afford to, to be a, bit more circumspect with it and wait a bit more which is what I did with Ake but also that was just because I wanted to do the job properly as well and the day before I think I mentioned this but Torres I got the, I got a message about Torres and this was from somebody I trusted and I would have done it but I just didn't see it for 45 minutes because I was so busy I put my phone on do not disturb and I was writing an article and didn't see it and then by the time I saw it it would, it would come out in all the places in Spain and it would come out in, in England as well as it, as it tends to happen you know when all the journalists are tweeting it at once you know something's happening so th- I mean that was annoying because I would have just been able to say the next time somebody says you don't know what you're talking about I could have said look back to back days mate <laughs> but at the end of the day I'm ca- I'm to answer your question I'm kind of lucky in that I don't have to push to get things first but obviously yeah. I am trying always um, but yeah and there's some stuff that like reputationally is just kind of difficult to go near so like the messy stuff at the moment and obviously we wrote about messy and we did a whole podcast about it in like February time whenever we did the story I didn't want to write that story that Messi but that City would sign Messi if he was available because it just it just looks like clickbait it looks like shite that you can easily make up yeah um, but that was the information I had and it's like that's probably the that's probably one thing I've got where if somebody who I do trust does tell me and it is and I'm sure it's legit and I can check it out with somebody else that I trust and they tell me then then I am going to say that uh, even if I'm like this is a big headache. So look, if I find out, and there's a few whispers at the moment, but if Messi, if I find out the City are really trying to sign Messi this year, I'm just going to be so reluctant to do that story because it's just like, even if they are trying, 
like actively trying like it's probably not going to happen and people just think you're the dickhead who said they were going to sign Messi this summer but at the same time it's like you have to do it I suppose I suppose that 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 all comes down to the to the difference though between saying City are interested in Messi and City are going to sign Messi because I because there's there's a lot of people who read transfer stories as this is what is going to happen rather than this is the stage we're at at the moment yeah yeah there are and you can't really do anything about that to be fair but um but like in terms of like briefing against, that might not be in certain people's interest. You know, City might not want that out there for like political reasons or, I mean, look, it might, might be bollocks. You know, I'm not saying every time City have tried to knock down one of my stories, it's been because I've been right and they've been lying. There will have been times, I'm sure, that I've been talking bollocks. But I know it's happened as well. And we'll probably get on to a very good example of that in a second. But if I was to find out the City are actively trying to sign Messi this summer, even though it would be like a hassle and it's like probably not going to happen, you've just got to do that. For one thing, because if they do and you didn't do it, then you're an idiot, aren't you? Because you had the information and you've got to do it. But it is just like reluctantly putting a story out there in the world that you just think people are just going to go nuts for this. You, there's no, there's no you win really, for you, really is really there? need it to happen. No, there's not unless it happens. And then if it happens, like that guy who said Neymar was going to PSG, I hadn't heard from him in two years. But then last week he said, Messi wants to leave and everyone was like the guy who said that Neymar's going to PSG has now said this and everyone fucking believes it because it's like he broke that one big story so it's it's like it's not it's not you know throwing enough mud at the wall I'm hoping some of it sticks it's if you've got the information obviously even though you're just kind of hesitant to do it you've just got to do it because if you've got the information and, and you're convinced it's true then you've got to do it even though you might have people um, coming out and you know going against you and I suppose the example I had of of that was, let me try and how many details about this can I leave out? Um, but City know, City know, City know where I got this from. So it's not, it's not like I'm revealing to them my source all along. But in twenty, so in 2017, the infamous summer of Alves and Alexis, and I mean I'm sure there was somebody else. There was a centre back they were going after. We never found out who it was, but it wasn't the port. Um, and all of that. There was obviously we did a story. We were in in on tour at this point in LA, and we did a story um, that they they were trying to sign Mbappe. Um, basically, the same kind of situation as it would be with Messi at the moment in terms of exploring it. Um, so the source on that, and I mean, maybe people think this is highly unethical, but I mean, it isn't at the end of the day. And I kind of told City about it immediately, but. We were at uh, like one of these commercial things that teams do on preseason. I can't remember who the players were. Sane, Sane was one of them. I think Yaya Torre was another. Um, and there was a, a high-ranking City official. And everyone was just kind of milling around beforehand or whatever. And I remember, obviously, it was hot. It was in the summer. It was in LA. I remember a bottle of water being involved. But I think, to be fair, I probably saw this person on the phone outside. And I probably thought, well, I'm going to go and have a little listen here. Because why wouldn't you? Um, I mean, sorry. So, I mean, if you think that's despicable <laughs> behaviour, I mean, I'm not. I don't always defend journalists, but sorry, fucking hell. Like that is, you've got, you just got to do it. Like, and to be fair, it's not even a journalist. If you're intrigued or like just a bit nosy, then you got to do it. So let's we've, we've all been on a train where we've pretended to have our earphones yeah, exactly. plugged in because we, we're interested in the couple that are breaking up on the far side of the carriage. We've all, done yeah, it. exactly. And imagine that person sat across from you in first class was. The, a bloke signing somebody for Barcelona, you'd be you'd be well interested, and obviously it's my job. Um, 
So, I mean, maybe I've talked myself into too much trouble already. But I mean, me and John Smith went outside, and I think John went and had a little wander off towards the pitches. And I think I went over to grab a bottle of water or something, and this conversation was going on on the phone. But the conversation was being had. Um, basically, there was uh, headphones, little earphones plugged into the phone. And they were talking into, you know, the little the little bit that hangs around by your chest in English. I can only hear one side of the conversation, but I remember the first line was, Pep's already spoken to the boy and he wants to come. I was like, what? What is this? And they were like, um, yeah, we've already spoken to, the, 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 I think it was the name. And I was like, who's that? I can't remember the name now, but at the time I was like, who's that? I was like, oh, yeah. And then he went, we've we've let them know that we've, I think I think the third thing I remember, because it was three standout lines I remember. I think there was something about Gareth Bale in there, actually. I'm sure they, that's just come to me now. I'm sure there was something about Gareth Bale and how they don't didn't want him and it was a non-starter or whatever. But there was there was something about about this other player, Mbappe, that they will go up to a certain amount and they were waiting to hear back from the specific name of like the Monaco CEO. I can't remember who it is now, but I'm sure people will be shouting it and their radios or whatever. Um, so I was like, oh my god! So I've just heard somebody at City would know. You know, this wasn't this wasn't I don't know. This wasn't even like the kit manager. Does he know? Like this guy, we you know. He would know. So I was like, I had to go into City and tell the press officer. I was like, look, I've just heard so-and-so talking loudly on the phone about um, signing Mbappe. I was like, oh, I have to do a story on that. Like, I have to do a story on that. Um, and like just in the, you know, as I said before about the Rainer thing, you know, certainly when you're on tour, it's very, you know, I think everybody knows how collegiate and, all, all, all for one and one for all kind of thing that the newspaper journalists are with each other. But when you're on tour as well, especially, if you get something and don't share it, it's like bad form, basically. Yeah. Whether it's an interview with somebody. Like if, if I went on tour, I'm not a good example now because I don't work for a newspaper and it's not even, and like there's a, there's a bit of a wall up between the athletic and newspapers for whatever reason. But like if one newspaper journalist got offered an exclusive with a player through City, everyone else would be like, that's a bit of shit. Like, why haven't we got that? And also, why haven't you shared it? That's kind of how it works to an extent. Yeah. So, so I kind of said, I was like, look, guys, this is what I've just heard. You're not going to believe me, but this is what I've just heard. These are the sentences that I heard. Um, it's about Mbappe for sure. Um, it's, you know, like, it's it's just fucking really good, basically. I'm not going to, I'm not going to over-egg it. I'm not going to say it's going to happen, but, you know, the, yeah, the, inf- the information's there. Pep's already spoken to him. He's keen to come to City. They've put an offer in or they've said what they're willing to do and they're waiting to hear back. And I mean, that is a story. You, you, that is a story. So yeah, so we all did it. But the mad thing was there was journalists and there was press officers back in the UK. Um, who had absolutely no idea. Who had no idea. Yeah. And obviously they were then calling up when our stories dropped. So we were in LA and God knows what time we would have done it. Probably for the newspapers half 10. And then they would have all slept on it. And then we were still up about 10, 9, well, 11, 12 o'clock at night. And they were just getting up. Like if I if I were to get a story on Messi and it was very similar to this and it's like, right, this is going to be huge. It could, I don't want it to be wrong, but I'm sure it's right. I've got to do it. And if it turns out to be right, then it, it's just great for your career. And it's obviously you were right. You had to do it. Um, I'd probably ring City and say, look, this is such a big one. If, you know, if I find out City is signing... Jose Gaia. I've no idea. I'll just pick that name out. But you know, someone who's not a household name in England, if you say City are going to sign him at left back, no one outside of City is really going to bat an eyelid at that. If you get it wrong, then people are going to call you an idiot, but it's not going to be household news. Um, but if you say they're signing Messi, it's going to go nuclear, isn't it? So you're, you're the guy prob- that said it, yeah. 
So I would probably ring City and say, look, I'm not asking you. I'm, I'm actually, I'm just giving you a heads up. This is what I'm going to write. But if they said it's not true, then it's like, then you've got a decision to make. But even if I was convinced, I was like, well, I'm going to do it anyway because I'm convinced. You would then have to probably hypothetical fall down on the side of, well, they don't want this to get out because it's such a complex op- operation. And look, they're not going to sign Messi. But even if they do try, it's such a politically kind of complicated one in the sense of, you know, everyone involved at City trying to, if they were trying to buy Messi, this is all kind of hypothetical, but, you know, maybe they are, I don't know. Um, they're all, you know, linked to Barcelona. They all work there. They've all held, they've all held like, prominent positions there. You know, maybe Guardiola wants to go back there one day. I think he, I think he does. Either as, you know, sporting director and then the president, you know, both maybe. The economy is getting back underway and with it, the world of sports. Stay ahead of the curve with the unparalleled tools of two world-class news desks covering the developments across finance, economics, technology and sports. Subscribe to Bloomberg.com and if you're not already a subscriber to The Athletic, for a limited time, you can receive a complimentary subscription to The Athletic. Go to Bloomberg.com forward slash subscribe to sign up today. You've said in the past about not being the ones to upset the apple cart yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They don't want to be the ones. And this is it. Like, Barca are probably playing the same game now. You know, Barca, you don't, you don't, Bartomeu doesn't want to be the Barca president who let Messi leave. He's going to have to play it politically. Well, look, Messi, Messi handed in a transfer request. He was the one who forced it. And he'll want to be able to say, well, City, City forced it. Like, what, what could we do? City paid whatever. God, no. I mean, this is it. I don't even know what the money would be. But he, Barca would be saying, this is it. It's all about agendas, really. Barca would be saying, well, Messi wanted to leave and City paid the money, so there was nothing we could do. City would be saying, well, Messi wanted to leave and like, what were we going to do? Not sign Messi? Like, of course we'd sign Messi. Like, why wouldn't you? And Messi would be like, well, I wanted to leave because Barca were a shambles and Bartomeu was a mess and he broke a load of promises and they, you know, they haven't got the right team. And you know, of course I'd want to go to City because it's working with Pep. It's you know, having a plan to win the Champions League. It's all this kind of stuff. So It's, it's the truth it's from different angles, angle. isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So it's like, it's so politically complex far and above you know what they're going to pay in fee or wages or whatever it's not this is why it's not going to happen most likely but it's so complex even if my information was 100% bang on it would not suit City I don't think to have that out there that they were even trying for one thing it's because the conversation would be City are trying to sign Messi they've only just got away with FFP which you know is how it would be framed in certain elements of the media the conversation would then be taken on down a different road of you know this is a disgrace how can they do this and you know so if they were to, if I was 100% right, but they were to tell me I was 100% wrong, I would understand that. One thing I would like to say at, at this stage as well, because every now and then I get people, you know, slide into my DMs and say, have you, have you heard anything about this? And can I just say at this point, Sam, I've just done this podcast fascinated listening to what you're talking about, because I am not connected in the slightest to anything. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm the least connected person in, in existence. I'm, a, uh, I, I'm, I'm not a, a sports journalist. I'm a podcaster and blogger. So uh, don't expect me to have sources on anything. <laughs> yeah, and I, I suppose as well, like, I'm still saying if because I haven't actually been told a firm no by my best sources because I've not asked about how oh, I'm not wasting a question on asking and that's another another insight into how I go about it and you know the com- the conversations I have and the and those things the, the relationships um, I will be able to ask one day but I'm not going to waste a conversation at the moment about how because I've no reason to ask but if City don't sign Awar and given a lot of the reports around Manchester are it's been in place since before the Champions League and they're just waiting for both clubs to come out of the Champions League to do it, then that just goes to show, doesn't it, that there's a lot of people around City who 
people know are close to the club or people are claiming they're close to the club. And if it doesn't happen, then it just goes to show um, how convincing something can look and then just, just not pan out. The thing is, I do want people to remember the OR one because it's like, if it doesn't happen, then just remember next time that you're reading stuff on forums and, and you know, or wherever it may be or your mate who's down the club shop or whatever's so this. Even if it sounds really legit, it's just like there's so much more that needs to go into it than that. Um, and like, yeah, even sources, you'd be like, well, how do they know that? But they're going balls out on it, so it must be true. And it just, if it doesn't happen, just remember that. But what I will also say is if they do somehow sign him, at least everything I've said now is on record. And I've not heard anything. <laughs> I can't pretend any otherwise. I've not heard anything. Um, the only thing I would say is if they do sign him, I would like to think it was a decision that was taken in the last three or four days. And it's a situ- it's one of those situations where something's changed dramatically. But um, yeah, it just goes to show the kind of eggshells that you need to tread on. To go back to what I said, I'm not even going to ask the question in France because I'm not even sure I can trust it. Um, I'll wait until the next time I can speak to somebody I 100% trust. And then once the transfer window closes, we can reassess and we can we can go again for next year. But um, yeah, it's a mad it's a mad old game really, and people don't quite realize the amount of work that goes into it and i'm hoping now i haven't made myself sound stupid with that bruno fernandez one but um if i do there's another podcast i did at the time which is probably more convincing that you can go and listen (laughs) yeah it's 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 a mad old game and i hope i hope people have enjoyed listening to that well sam my mate who uh, cuts the hair (laughs) of our brother says it's time to end the show so we better end the show yeah i do actually i do actually know somebody who says my mate cuts the hair of some of the players (laughs) Um, we'll we'll, we'll get into that another day yeah, but again, um, I didn't even mention the two, the two wild rumors this week. So yeah, just this is will be very quick. Monday morning, as a, as an example of how I've got to start my week before I can even think about the thousands of words I've got to write about David Silva and whatever else. The two rumors I had to look into on Monday morning were one: the Pep signed a new contract and he's staying until twenty twenty three because he told the players after the game that that's what happened, and the other one is the Pep had asked, no, had offered to resign after the game. So I had to look for, into both of those wildly contradictory stories. And like, how do you, even, like, so we've got loads of great colleagues I can go and ask, but how can I go and say to colleagues, oh, next time you're having a conversation with somebody about City, can you find out either if Pep's staying or if he's leaving? You know, it's just, it's just, it's just a mad situation you're in where people are sending you this information. You think, well, it's so big, I need to check it out, but where do you even start? And <laughs> the mad thing is, in the end, both of these things were supposedly said in the team meeting after the game, like in the dressing room or at the hotel or whatever. And as uh, as I f- we found out during the week, um, <laughs> as Zinchenko revealed over the weekend, or Zinchenko's wife, whoever it was, he didn't even Guardiola didn't even speak to the players. Like Guardiola did not say a word to the players in the dressing room. I don't think in the hotel either, because as far as I know, some of the players who like lived in Portugal and Spain, they just left the hotel like with permission straight away. So I'm not even sure there was this conversation where he could have either said he's staying or he could have either said he's going. And I mean, that's just a, I know, I know I've bought this onto the end, but that's just a fantastic example of how stupid this, um, this whole, this whole job is. And, you know, balancing those kind of things out on top of what you got to do. And look, all the people asking me what's going on and going, is Pep staying? Is, you know, is Pep staying and all this? It's just, it's absolutely mad. Um, But at at the same time, one changer for the world. Well, go and have a lie down. It sounds like you need it. Um, that's it for this week's Why Always Us. You've been listening to Sam Lee. Yeah, thanks for staying with us. And to me, David Mooney. Don't forget, you can sign up to The Athletic with a 30-day free trial by using the code MANCITYPOD. Mm-hmm.